Hi, my name is PK from Almost Inevitable Design, and this is the $2.4 million podcast where we talk about web design, web development, and WordPress. Just a heads up, I might be using a bit of profanity at times, which is why I checked on the explicit tag. If you're enjoying this podcast, I'd appreciate it if you left me a good rating on iTunes and Spotify. And if you have any questions, feel free to come down to almostinevitable.com and leave me a comment. Also, if you have any friends who need to hear this shit, go ahead, recommend it, and share it. Okay, we are back. And first of all, this is episode uh, 038. Uh, the title is a new F asterisk 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 you. No, it means it's the new fuck you. Uh, it's a song from Street Sweeper Social Club. Uh, if you haven't heard of Street Sweeper Street Sweeper Social Club, um, I don't blame you. It's not very widely known or popular. Uh, but once you hear the story, you'll you'll recognize it. Um, it is. Uh, what, what what's called a super band. The vocalist is a guy named is not a guy named. Uh, the vocalist is uh, MC Boots Riley of the Coop, and the guitarist is fucking Tom Morello of Raising Us the Machine. So yeah, this is one of his um, projects. This was one of his projects uh, between 2006 and 2010. Uh, so, this album is um, from, well, The New Fuck You is a song off of their 2010 album, The Ghetto Blaster EP. Um, it's, it's pretty good. And the whole chorus is about rocking is a new how do you do and revolution is a new fuck you. Uh, Ten years later, uh, it is getting more and more relevant. <laughs> Well, one one thing that I remember from that song was um, um, "Take care is a new healthcare." Oh, that that stings, doesn't it? Anyways, so <clears throat> let's get into um, today's topic. Oh, wait, before we do that, um, just a little, a few updates. First of all, uh, I'm trying to fucking install Windows. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to install Windows on my Mac through uh, VirtualBox, and this this fucking thing, it's like it has so many settings, not settings, so many questions of trying to do stuff. Like, let's can I? It's like it keeps on adding, asking me like, can I do this? Can I do that? Like, just. Oh, it's just so annoying. Like everything. Like I have to. I don't. I can't understand how many panels I have to go through. I'm just still not installed. I think I've gone through like almost an hour of this shit. It's still not installed. Like I just, I just installed um, Catalina on my wife's uh, Mac because I bought a I bought a used MacBook Pro so I could use it uh, when I'm sitting at the bar, um, kitchen bar or island bar, whatever it is. Or in the kitchen table, you know, cause cause my my study, my office is separate from the house. So, um, oh, finally, hi, yeah, fuck you, Windows. Uh, anyways, um, we're getting everything ready for you. Sure you are. So, um, yeah. So I I bought a I bought a used but 
I, uh, it's new to me, but uh, I bought a new um, uh, MacBook Pro, uh, but wife's MacBook Air was sort of not up to par because it just kept on trying to uh, sort of crash and I don't know what it's doing. It, I guess it's sluggish for her, so I thought might as well for reformat it and reinstall everything. But um, I offered my MacBook Pro and she took it. So, <laughs> so now, now I'm getting her um, MacBook, old MacBook Air. So I installed Catalina on it. Didn't take long at all. All, it, all I did was um, reformatted the hard drive, just um, turned it on, said yeah, like two, three times, okay, two, three times, put in, put in the name to name the hard drive, and that was it. Just let it run, like 10 minutes later, done, fucking done. It's not like annoying me every step of the way. It just, it's just done. And then you just install, you just... You know, because it's iCloud. You just put iCloud in there, and then we get the iCloud drive. It's just it was easy. Like I've, I, I've installed piece. I've installed Windows like two, three times in the past decade. One of them, well, two, three times on my Macs to run VirtualBox. I hope, I suppose, it's a lot quicker. But still, you can't go past the panels asking you for everything. You know, like you want to do this, you want to do that. Do you, would you do you want Cortana to to be your your new assistant? Like, come, fuck you. Just let me either turn it on and off once I'm done. Just go through the whole thing. Just let me get into Windows. You know. Just, anyways, uh, I'm pretty sure uh, people who are proficient in Windows have a better way of doing this, or maybe everybody's just stuck with this way. I don't know. I don't know how it works in that world. I just, I need to check Internet Explorer 11. Fuck this, man. Anyways, um, Street Sweeper Social Club, the new fuck you. So what is the new fuck you? Think about, now, this is this is the topic that I wanted to talk about today. Um, I'm sort of going between WooCommerce and some um, web elements. And I was talking to a friend about something else, and that sort of triggered me, like, oh, not only did that element trigger me, <laughs> I'm sure she'll be like, sorry. Like, I didn't want to trigger you that way. But I don't know. I just went off on a rant. Um, it, it, was, it wasn't about this. But anyways, I decided, you know, you know what? Like, we can talk about web elements, web design elements, and how they're used, how... You know, whether if they're used, being used properly, whether they're actually annoying or not, you know, stuff like that. So I thought might as well start talking about that. And today we're going to talk about the worst offender of them all. All right. We've already talked about the carousel and the sliders in an episode called, um, what is it? Disposable Heroes? Was it? Yeah, disposable heroes. But this is about pop-ups. Yeah, pop-ups are the new fuck you on the web. <laughs> I really wanted to say that. All right, there's an there's another there's a pop-up on Windows as soon as I log as soon as it starts. Do you want your PC? To be, no, don't fucking stop asking me so many things. All right, so I'm just running it while I'm recording this, and it's just this this shit is just so annoying. 
Like, just fucking... There's a pop-up. Right here. Dismiss. Fucking... Oh, no, it's not even a pop-up. It's worse. It's Microsoft Edge. Oh, fuck you. All right. And it's... All right. Finally, I'm done. We need to fix your Microsoft account. Most likely your password changed. Really? Anyways, finally, I got Microsoft Windows installed on my Mac. Oh, man, that took a long time. So um, to start the conversation about pop-ups, here is, um, you'll, find the, you'll find the link, but it's an, it's an article from 2018, uh, April 2nd, 2018, and it's about mobile pop-ups. So the title from Smashing Magazine is, Are Mobile Pop-Ups Dying? Are they even worth saving? Right? Now, if you think about pop-ups, right? Like if you go to a website, there's a lot of different ways that pop-ups have evolved over the past few decades, right? Uh, back when we were actually using stuff like Netscape Navigator and all that shit, um, and when Internet Explorer was going through its um, iterations, um, we were dealing with pop-ups like that were uh, extra browser tabs technically ish browser windows you know extra windows makes more sense um, so it's not like a panel inside the web page itself it actually opened up a new browser window right and those were the pop-ups that we got and then because they were so annoying the whole world just thought that they were annoying so all the browsers decided to block pop-ups, right? And then what we got is stuff like um, a little notification telling us like, you know, this, we're trying to, we, we blocked the pop-up, do you like us now? You know, and we, we, we would be like, yeah, good job. Or maybe if the pop-up was something important, like, um, I don't know, like a bank login or whatever, you know, then you would allow that pop-up on that website. Right, and then the browser would remember that and all that stuff, right? So that's what we did. But then, because the the pushback towards um, annoying pop-ups, sometimes you would go to the wrong website, you get like twenty pop-ups, like fuck this, right? That would happen. Now we don't we don't do that as much. What a lot of websites do now is they just have a panel, right? It's a it's a panel. It there's a few, there's a lot of different names for this and um, on the um, what is this Nielsen, Nielsen Norman Group they call them um, modals sometimes it's called a light box because the background is um, dimmed um, non light box and light box modal and non modal um, modals are where users cannot interact with the background content. Non-modals are when users can interact, right? So modals block everything. Lightbox dims every dims the background. Okay, so um, that's what that's what um, the Nielsen Norman Group has. I'll I'll add the link. I'll just I'll actually add the link right now to the article to today's podcast. There we go. All right. So yeah, you can you can read this. There all the articles that I'm sharing today as it's gonna take a while to read, but it's really 
interesting and helpful, right? So, yeah, so is the mobile pop-up dead? We're back to Smashing Magazine. Is the mobile pop-up dead? What the experts say? Um, experts say, and th that's they, they mentioned this exactly the way that I was talking about. For the most part, pop-ups don't force users out of the browser, nor do they sur uh, surprise them with a desktop cluttered with ads once the browser is closed, right? So it doesn't make new uh, browser windows, but what it does do is it covers the page, right? Now with mobile, um, you don't have a lot of screen, screen real estate, right? So what are you gonna do, right? You can't, and, and a lot of times they're um, modal as well. So you can't scroll or anything. You have to close it with a tap. Uh, and here they, in Smashing Magazine, they talk about what Macy's does, does um, and there's an automatic pop-up and what they do, um, how, how um, there's a banner on top right under the me uh, menu and all that kind of stuff. Now with, now with modern web and pop-ups, you cannot finish that conversation without mentioning Google. All right. Now Google uh, announced in 2016 that they were going to crack down on those pop-ups. Now, are they for, are they trying to help us or are they not trying to help us? All right, so if we go to, um, what, what was the website? That's the website. Another Smashing Magazine uh, article from 2017 that explains the Google stuff. Now, basically, basically all things summarized, Google is trying to penalize websites that in their words is called intrusive interstitial, interstitial, yeah, interstitial, uh, intrusive interstitials. They're trying to block intrusive interstitials. What interstitial is, um, um, is a page. It's like a, it's a pop-up. It's an ad. It's a pop-up, right? In, in marketing, uh, marketingterms.com, it's, it's the definition is an advertisement that loads between two content pages, uh, two content blocks. Okay. So it's an, it's an ad, it's an insert, inserted ad is an interstitial. All right. So, um, what constitutes as an intrusive interstitial? This is all we need, right? So intrusive interstitials tend to block most or all of the page leading to a frustrating experience for desktop and mobile users alike. These ads hinder the experience because they are unexpected and block the content that users seek. Okay. All right. Um, the new guidelines are whatever, whatever, right? And, and you can check this out yourself. You probably have already seen these images um, where it, there's an intrusive pop-up, intrusive standalone interstitial uh, and stuff. So basically what the normal guidelines are sort of saying is it shouldn't annoy the user from getting to the web page. Okay getting to the web page. Uh, 
here's one thing that it's they they say in this article uh, if your pop-ups cover the main content shown on the screen pop-up without user interaction or require dismissal before disappearing chances are that they will trigger an algorithmic penalty all right let's let's think about that again if your pop-ups cover the main content shown on the screen or pop-up without user interaction or require a dismissal before disappearing chances are they will trigger an algorithmic penalty all right i'm pretty sure you've seen websites like that that's the thing they're everywhere they're fucking everywhere are they getting algorithmic penalty i really don't think so i don't think so all right now um the next section in this article in in the second article that is that i'm mentioning uh what is not intr intrusive um not all interstitials are targeted by this penalty some exceptions exist such as interstitials that are in place for legal or ethical reasons uh etc etc et like um uh, age verification cookies um something that legally is required that kind of stuff right now the the thing is what is google actually trying to penalize all right let's get back to you don't need to i don't know if you're actually reading along or looking at this but the most recent one the main article that i'm talking about we're, we're coming back to that because we just uh, went off on a little bit of uh, introduction on what uh, intrusive interstitials are but let's get back to the original article that i started with all right now um here they explain smashing magazine explains this very simply of course sort of quoting google in laying out the details of this change google explained that mobile pop-ups deemed disruptive to the user experience would result in ranking penalties for these websites and there's a couple examples in other words in other words google doesn't believe that traditional pop-ups have any place on mobile because of the limited screen space screen space whatever whatever all right now um here's what i think is going on okay <laughs> here's what i think is going on um google's whole point now we're going to go talk about other stuff later and google i'm going to have to talk about seo and all that stuff sometime in the future future episodes but for now simply put google's whole idea whole game the search game google.com the whole idea is to sell ads to us right so why are they blocking ads well not penalizing ads right if you think about that it makes no sense but if you think about this in order for google to sell ads they have to have people using google in order for google to be used google has to deliver good results and the better results google keeps on delivering the more people will use it right now same thing with google same thing with facebook um, i think the structure the the whole idea of google or facebook itself the model itself just begs for a monopoly right and we can talk about that sometime later i'm pretty sure there's a uh heavy metal song that talks in some, way, in some way of knocking down the king or whatever i'm sure so we can talk about that some other time but um simply put like i said google's whole idea is to get people on their ecosystem so they can track people and they can sell better ads right 
that that's it that's basically it and if you understand that there's a lot of seo things that i think you can understand better besides the algorithmic uh uh stuff that actually drives the the results but you know the reason the whole point of what google is focusing on is pretty much basically to sell ads to you all right now then why are they um blocking pop-ups like intrusive interstitials why are they blocking them well a lot of the a lot of those pop-ups are ads but if you think about that are they google ads no they're not they're not google ads not not all the time and i don't think i've seen pop-ups with google ads on them well, well yeah because i do see pop-ups yeah i don't see ads themselves so i don't know what's going on because <laughs> i hate them um and if it's behind a paywall like an article is behind a paywall i just don't read it like if they're trying to shame me into paying to read it i just won't you know <laughs> i'll just walk away sorry anyways um those ads are usually ads that are more in line with selling the website's own products and google doesn't care about that google's not very interested in helping you run your business they need to run their own business right so if a person goes to a website and if that person is annoyed so they go away they close the tab and that means that means google has recommended something that annoyed the person right which is why google would penalize people penalize annoying websites and if you think about that it's pretty simple but like i said are websites doing that are they doing that well think about this and the answer is no quick the easy answer is no um if you think about like because oh, motherfuckers so i i get a lot of clients i work with a lot of clients i work for a lot of clients that um need to work in a real estate uh field right so property developers real estate agents you know those kind of people and marketing people and they like, like the real estate agents they have a list of things that they ask me to do for them um and a lot of the times it's a pop-up tell them no pop-ups are annoying but they really 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 want a pop-up and i'm sure you as well would have dealt with a client that wants a pop-up it's not just the real estate industry it's almost all of the industries in the world right now if you've come to my website almostnetable.com i don't run ads except for my own courses if you checked out my website i don't have any pop-ups i don't the only one that i sort of sort of have to have is the cookie thing but that even that just annoys the shit out of me i don't like it myself i might get rid of it i don't know but that's the only thing that i have there and it didn't used to be there it, only after gdpr did it come back i uh, did it get installed but i don't like that all right so i don't like pops i try not to do anything that i don't like myself so that's why you don't see ads that's why you don't see pop-ups on my website but the clients they think that pop-ups um are important they always ask for that and they're like can you make it can you make this a pop-up can you get someone to subscribe 
Can you get someone on the newsletter? Can you get someone to register their interest? And the graphic designer does all the stuff that they're supposed to do, trying to, uh, you know, do compelling storytelling with the with the, the content that they have. But no, they don't care about that. All they care about is a pop-up. They want a pop-up there. They want a pop-up. They need a pop-up there. Can we put a pop-up there? You know? And it's just so fucking annoying. You know? I do it for them because that's what they ask. I tell them no first because it's annoying. And then now I give them this uh, little data sheet or not data sheet but little um, survey result right it's on the same it's on the same um, smashing pumpkins smashing magazine uh, um, article right it's it's from Nielsen Norman group they did a survey on the most hated advertising techniques all right so from an, out of a total score of seven with one being like strongly like and seven being strongly dislike all right. Uh, respondents gave mobile ads a score of 5.45. Desktop ads were also annoying as 5.09. So a little bit annoying because if it's between strongly like and strongly dislike, so that's one, it's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and you get, what do you get? You get one, two, three. Four, four, four is the middle number, right? So it's disliked a little bit, right? Now, here's what we get. <laughs> they also found that modals, remember we talked about modals, the ones that cover? Yeah, uh, cover and you can't interact with the background. They are the most hated type of ad that mobile users encounter, all right? So, Average ratings by ad type on mobile. There's a there's a bar here with um uh what is it the I don't know I don't know what's called I did stats for my I did I did a stats class during my masters but I I don't know what they what that thing is with the H so I I beam I don't know fucking what the the margin of error thing you know on top uh, I don't anyways so to, on top of that list the thing that people hate the most with the 5.9 is modals <laughs> modals right number two is with 5.9 uh, 5.89 is intra content now it says here like um, content reorganization and stuff right uh, next is pre video that you cannot skip it's 5.7 and deceptive links who does this still uh, 5.6 persistent banner on top 5.5 so people care less about that. Sponsored social media, 5.2. Related links, 4.2. Related links are not annoying at all because number one is like, and four, like I said, is, is middle, right, neutral. So six is very dislike, and modals and content reorganizations are very dislike, and also pre-video where you can't skip, right? So yeah, people fucking hate it. But now, here's here's the fucking thing. It's annoying, especially for people like us who always are on the internet. But those fucking goddamn piece of shit 
cluster fuck chuckle fuck pop-ups fucking work all right they fucking work they work which is just so annoying for me that they work like who cares if google penalizes them who cares if it annoys the fuck out of everyone it fucking does its job it works and that is what kills me. <laughs> and, you know, like, ah. Oh. So what happens is people, if they're like, you got to subscribe to, um, subscribe to, uh, uh, you know, please subscribe or whatever. And, <clears throat> sorry, okay. <clears throat> that was a, a water, I was drinking water in the middle of talking and that's, yeah. Anyways, um, so, the thing is, people, when they see a pop-up, they actually interact with it because it's there, right? And if it blocks the co page content, then people deal with it before they go to the content. They actually deal with it. So it works. Now, it it's so annoying for me because it works. And the clients get way better... Um, uh, what is it? Subscriptions, way better uh, interest because of pop-ups, and it just—it's just annoying me. <laughs> so, so that's the thing, all right. Now, this is what I would. This is when when a client asks me if we can have a pop-up. This is what I tell them: pop-ups are annoying for me. Um, they are annoying for a lot of uh, younger people who browse the web. A lot and a lot of people uh, especially on mobile it is very annoying and Google does penalize intrusive interstitials intrusive pop-ups so no that is not a good idea if there's a way that we can do something else without doing without using pop-ups then that'd be great however um, from what I've seen because pop-ups work if we can make it tasteful then yeah, fuck you, let's do it. I don't say the fuck you part, but yeah, let's do it. So for users and for developers, pop-ups are the new fuck you. So fuck you. <laughs> I fucking hate pop-ups so much. Oh man, and especially the ones that I really hate, and these are not penalized, which is fucking annoying. Um, when the mouse leaves the browser, there's a pop-up where that where it tries to, you know, uh, stop you from leaving the page. Now, that's the fucked up thing. That is the asshole thing that Google does, showing you that Google really doesn't care, doesn't give a fuck what you do with your pop-ups, because what they want to do is they want people on the website. And interacting with that content like past a minute or so or like whatever seconds and that's it that's all they care about if people get annoyed when they're trying to check out another tab or maybe uh, answer check on a file or whatever and the mouse goes outside of the browser then it just starts being annoying or if the pop-up comes up after a bit of a scroll Google doesn't penalize that if it um, if it pop-ups after a long time Google doesn't penalize that either so Google doesn't give a shit 
it's not pop-ups that are Google's problem. It is people getting blocked before they get to the content. That's it, because Google wants their own self-interest. Of course, all businesses would, but you gotta understand that Google is not out to help us. They're trying to get people to the content and they just want to get the annoying ones out of the way, right? So, and of course, the top results on Google, they most of them know that and they, they, they have their pop-ups built so it doesn't cause any problems. But the regular, like, you know, run-of-the-mill, like, local crappy websites, not that all websites that are local are crappy. I'm saying like the lower tier crappy websites are usually local. That's why I just said that. Um, they don't give a shit. And it still works because whatever, whoever is visiting them, they just get duped into entering their email or whatever, you know? So it's a, it is sort of like a love-hate thing. Not love. I don't, I don't love pop-ups at all. It is sort of a hate and despise thing. <laughs> hate and abhor thing not dislike and abhor type of thing. It's not love and hate, fuck love and hate, no it's not. It's like a dislike and loathe type thing. Um, but that's that's it, pop-ups are the new fuck you. Pop-ups, Google says fuck you to pop-ups that fuck up their business and everybody is trying to use pop-ups. All the clients are trying to use pop-ups because it sort of gets results, but it just it's a fuck you to us it's just the fuck you to all clients and not clients, users and customers. It's just so fucking shit. So that was my story and rant and <laughs> data and articles on pop-ups. Let's, this is going to be a short one. I hope let's get to some articles. I don't have many articles, just a couple. Uh, they are actually very cool. So, uh, it's, it's worth checking out. All right, so we're gonna go to another Smashing Magazine article. Oh wait, I need to, I need to pause for the jingle. All right, so pause. All right, we're back. So uh, this is another Smashing Magazine article and this is basically, it's the title is How to Convince Others Not to Use Dark Patterns. Now, what is a dark pattern? A dark pattern is a sketchy way, it's um, a sneaky way, it's a trick, using trickery, psychological manipulation, um, just asshole ways, pretty much, of trying to sell more things, all right? For example, in this, in this example here, um, whatever website this is, it shows two buttons. One button is add to basket without insurance, but that's in a very white and gray text type of um, button that actually arrows, that has an arrow that goes left, so back. And then there's a green button with an arrow that goes right, so forward. And it says add to basket in bold, and then underneath that it says with insurance. So it's trying to upsell insurance. This is an asshole way of upselling insurance. That is a dark pattern, right? So there's a lot of ways that do that. They are, you know, pretty much asshole ways of doing things, okay? Of manipulating people or um, 
sort of fooling them, tricking them into doing all that kind of shit, right? Now, what is a good way of convincing others to against to to fight dark patterns? There's a lot of things you can do. Um, and I think there's a lot of things. First of all, vote with your wallet, right? If you don't like it, don't buy it from there. You know, um, un unsubscribe from their newsletters if they keep doing that kind of shit, right? Uh, there's a lot of things. Now, here's here are some... Um, all right. So in this article, it says, gather your evidence. If your company has, start, has yet to start using um, dark patterns, uh, wait, oh, however, if they're, if they're already using them, getting people to change their minds will be tougher. You need to probably need some evidence to support your case. So try to go find some negative comments on these kind of dark patterns. If you see a website that has one of those asshole ways of trying to upsell whatever, then um, if people don't like it, if people call them out on that, then that's a very good way of trying to convince them not to do that. Um, run usability testings, run surveys, talk to other teams, all that kind of stuff just to stop yourself, your company from using those kind of dark patterns. Like we need to actually try to stop that actively. Otherwise, marketers or I don't know, assholes, manipulators, or whoever is trying to fool customers into uh, dark pattern with dark patterns and it's it's I think it's ethic ethically not a good idea so fuck off right uh, and you know what you could do what we could do with other companies and not as ourselves not our own companies but other companies we could go to social media call them out make them the butt of a joke like uh, take a screenshot put it up on Twitter I don't use Twitter but still put it up on Twitter on Reddit or Facebook shame them who cares they, I don't, I don't like people who try to use those kind of manipulative methods to try to sell things, you know. Um, and uh, you can do that. You can leave a comment. You can actually, um, like I said, unsubscribe. You could send them an email. There's a lot of things you can do, and just tell them that it's not welcome, you know. And slowly, it could go away. It would go away if they keep getting negative comments. It's gonna go away, right? So I think I wanted to just talk about that this article because it's I think it's really good. Um, there's one more article that I think you really should read. Uh, it's too long, and it goes over everything pretty well. It's well, it says it's a seven minute read, but you gotta really I can't just so. It the title is it's on WP Elevation. The title is how to say no to clients and create clear boundaries. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So. Uh, there's a few things that you need to prepare yourself for when you're doing this. Uh, number one, how to change your mindset so you stop feeling bad. Number two, how to identify red flags early on and say no to assholes. It doesn't say assholes, it says potential bad clients. Number three, how to position yourself as an expert so that your clients trust you and, and your advice and the decisions that you give them, you make and to show them that you are running the project, not them. And number four, how to avoid scope creep. Now, a lot of this kind of shit has happened to me, um, and it's not much you can do if you work in an agency and the person dealing with the client allows this to happen, like letting them just say whatever they don't even know they're talking about and then just saying yes to that 
allowing all the scope creep that happens if you're on a team and you know sometimes uh, the person dealing with the client doesn't know what they're doing or just you know can't say no and you're just stuck on the the, the short end of that so sometimes that happens but if it's you doing that then really just check out this article I think it's really it's it's well written it's really cool it it goes over everything properly so have a read uh, and I think that's it said so I had two um, two articles and I'm just gonna go over those two all right so it's, it's I really try hard to make this short so I'm at 40 minutes now so that's good all right so um, I think that's about it for today let's get back to another episode next week so have a great weekend <laughs> wash your hands stay safe and take care see you sometime see you next episode bye